You're not in this story. Yeah, well, we're making it up as we go. Hello and welcome to Making It Up As We Go, a Destiel fan fiction anthology podcast. We're making it up as we go. I'm your host and reader, Nerdy Nerdenstein. The story is ours now. We can't have it back. Please be warned that the stories featured can and will contain explicit sexual content and is not intended for young audiences. Hello. Today I'll be reading Rule Number One by Rather Be Here. The rating for this fic is explicit. The pertinent tags for this fic includes fake pretend relationship, mutual pining, dirty talk, top Castiel, bottom Dean Winchester, implied switching, oral sex, deep throating, coming untouched, orgasm delay, come swallowing, come eating, porn with plot, porn with feelings, roommates, tickling, sexual tension, cock block, Sam Winchester. Let's fall in love for the night and forget in the morning. Play me a song that you like, you can bet I'll know every line. I'm the boy that your boy hoped that you would avoid. Don't waste your eyes on jealous guys, fuck that noise. I know better than to call you mine. Rule number one, written by Rather Be Here, read for you by Nerdy Nerdenstein. Summary. Dean has a problem. His mom's fiancé wants to hook him up, but Dean's not even a little interested. If he goes to their engagement party alone, he'll be pressured all night long. When his roommate offers to go as his fake date, it should be an easy solution. What could go wrong? Only Dean's been lusting after the man for months, and even if the guy does happen to be attracted to men, the jury is still out on that one, there's one thing Dean knows for certain. You don't date your roommate, no matter how perfect they are. Fuck. Dean stared at his phone in dread. He'd received a text from his mom, inviting him to her engagement party. Not that there was anything wrong with his mom inviting him, or her having a party, or even that she was getting remarried after all these years. He'd met Paul, and he seemed like good people. Paul did, however, have a strange need to set Dean up with his daughter. And while there was nothing wrong with Kristen, he was really not interested. There was only one person he'd been interested in for a while, and he was having a hard time moving past it, no matter how much he should. What is it? Castiel, Dean's roommate, friend, and object of his continued sexual frustration, shuffled into their shared living room with a horrible case of bedhead. He scratched at his tummy, just above his PJ's waistband, and Dean got a glimpse of hip bone and toned tummy. He tamped down the urge to get up, go over, and lick it. He swallowed the lust down and was glad his voice came out normal. I just got invited to my mom's engagement party. If I show up without a date... Cass collapsed on the couch. You'll have to spend the whole evening fending off Paul. Dean nodded. Cass had heard him complain about this a few times before, ever since Kristen and her boyfriend had split. Dean had always managed to dodge Paul's propositions just in time but that didn't mean it wasn't frustrating, and Cass had always been there to listen. He'd never had much to say on the matter, which annoyed Dean more than it was reasonable. Be jealous, he begged. Be angry, he cried. Want me, he pleaded. Not that those words ever left his lips. He was too much of a chicken shit for that. 
I wonder if Charlie is free. She was as gay as the day was long, but she was also the most loyal friend he could ever hope for. She would save him if he asked. He picked up his phone and began twirling it between his fingers. Cass shrugged. Sure, I guess a fake date would keep Paul from trying to set you up. Exactly. So he texted Charlie while Cass puttered around the kitchen getting a bowl of cereal. She responded immediately. She would have gladly gone as his backup, but she had a family birthday to attend. She didn't have a lot of family and took the few occasions they got together pretty seriously. She's busy. Guess I'll try Joe. Cass grunted between slurps of Captain Crunch. He texted her, but she was also out for a band gig that night. Shit, Dean muttered. She's out too. Dean beat his fingers on the table as he thought. What am I going to do? Meg would never agree to it, and Lisa... Yeah, no, not again. He flipped his phone a few more times. I guess I could ask Benny. No one would dare challenge Benny for anything. I mean, sure, it's been a while since I've been with a guy, but... He was interrupted by a coughing fit and the sound of a spoon clattering into a cereal bowl. You okay? Dean asked Cass with a frown. Cass thumped a hand to his chest and gasped. He breathed a few times before speaking. Yeah, I'm good. Just went down the wrong way. He pushed the bowl away and turned to glare on Dean. What was that about? So just what the fuck is wrong with me? What? Dean's phone slipped through his fingers and clattered relatively safely onto the table. I said, what's wrong with me? That I never even made your list of possibilities. I thought we were friends. Dean's mouth hung open. You're... Apparently Cass had no intentions of saving him, because he just raised his eyebrows in question. Shit. He couldn't tell Cass the truth, that he'd been half in love with him ever since he'd moved in and that going on a fake date with him might be too much for Dean to handle. He'd probably get drunk, try to kiss him, freak him out, and then they'd have to live out the remainder of their lease in awkwardness. You don't hit on your roommates. Ever. It was rule number one. Dean flapped a hand uselessly. You're Cass. Cass's answering eye roll was epic. Thanks for that. I am fairly familiar with my name, you know. Dean ran a hand through his hair. No, I just mean, you're my roommate. Wouldn't that be weird? Cass shrugged. Why would that make it any weirder than anyone else? Because I spend every second of every day resisting the urge to bend you over the couch and fuck you senseless? I guess it wouldn't be. Cass nodded. That's settled then. When's the party? Saturday at 8. Good. I expect you to pick me up at 7.30. Cass winked and whisked himself off to his bedroom, leaving Dean staring at the door. What the ever-loving fuck had he just gotten himself into? You need to pick me up I'll be there in 25 I like to push my luck So take my hand, let's take a drive I've been living in the future Hoping I might see you soon at 7.30 p.m. precisely, Dean knocked on Cass's bedroom door. He totally did not stand there waiting for the minutes on the clock to roll over because he didn't want to seem overly eager and knock too early. You ready, Cass? Cass opened the door and Dean knew he was so royally fucked. Cass was wearing blue slacks that fit him like they'd been tailor-made for him, and though he couldn't see his ass, Dean was positive it would be spectacular. The vest and tie were a matching shade of blue, offset by his white dress shirt, and the color was just perfect to make the depth of his eyes shine. He could even make out the well-defined muscles of Cass's arm in the cling of the fabric, highlighting just how much the guy spent working out. Dean, Cass asked, hesitating in the doorway. Did you hear me? I have a matching jacket, but I wasn't sure if it would be too formal. He glanced up and down at Dean's outfit, black slacks with a dark gray dress shirt. You're not even wearing a tie. Maybe I should... No! 
He shouted it much too loudly and much too quickly, but there was nothing he could do to change that now. It's perfect. Uh, I'll get a tie. It'll be fine. Cass glanced at the bit of exposed neck where Dean had intentionally left the first two buttons open. His voice was about two octaves deeper when he spoke. Why mess with perfection? He blushed violently and hope sprung in Dean's chest. Could you date your roommate if he wanted it too? Maybe that was okay. We're going to be late, Dean. There was an edge to Castile's voice that put an end to Dean's daydreaming. That was the Cass he knew, his gruff and very serious roommate, and nothing more. Cass led the way out, and Dean paused to take a deep breath. Just friends, he reminded himself, then added, if that much. After all, they'd only known each other for a few months, and hadn't hit it off right away. Dean was loud, Cass was quiet. Dean was impatient. Cass would wait an hour for a pizza without blinking an eye. Dean's idea of a good time was cracking open a cold one to watch a game while Cass did puzzles. Puzzles. Who the heck under the age of 60 does puzzles? It had taken them a while to find commonalities, but once they got beyond the surface stuff, the similarities were definitely there. For one, they both liked the same music, and that helped a ton. But more than that, they were also both unwaveringly loyal to the people in their lives, and both unflinchingly willing to sacrifice anything for them. This was something they were actually helping each other with, backing each other down from leaping off a ledge just because someone asked for something. Okay, so they were definitely friends, and Dean was just being grumpy because he wished it were more. Except Cass had never shown interest that way, and Dean didn't even know if Cass was into men. He'd never brought home a date. Dean wasn't sure he'd even gone on one since moving in. Maybe he was ace? Charlie had mentioned that possibility once. It was fine, though. Dean just needed to get over his crush. You don't date your roommate, and that was that. If he could get his dick, and heart, let's be real, to agree, that would be great. The drive to his mom's house was tense with a quietness to the air that felt forced. Cass had tried to ask him more about his family, but Dean couldn't seem to summon up speech patterns. He was too busy trying to get the image of debauching Cass right there in his car out of his head to speak much. He was hoping that maybe Cass hadn't felt the same way about the silence, that it had only been uncomfortable for Dean, but that hope was dashed after he parked the car. Are you okay? Cass asked, staring straight ahead at nothing and making no move for the door handle. If this was a bad idea, I can... What? No. Why would it be a bad idea? Dean rubbed sweaty palms on his slacks. It was a horrible idea. You seem very tense. Cass turned blue eyes on him and air trapped itself in Dean's lungs. You said you hadn't been with a guy in a while, so I just assumed. Dean still couldn't find words and stared at Cass in confusion. Cass flapped a hand. I assumed you were out and comfortable with this, but now I'm wondering if I forced you into it, into taking me as your decoy. When Dean still didn't speak, Cass's hand moved to his pocket, where no doubt his phone was nestled. I'll get an Uber home. Oh! Dean squawked. He cleared his throat and spoke at a more normal volume. That's not it. My family knows, okay? Hell, Sammy walked in on me gagging on my boyfriend's dick in high school. Cass blushed and looked sharply away. Uh, sorry. He palmed the back of his neck. It's okay. Cass's voice sounded like he'd swallowed sandpaper, and he didn't turn back to look at Dean again. I'm just... He's just what? How did he finish that statement? I just want to drag you into the back seat and fuck you senseless? Yeah, because that wouldn't send Cass running for the hills. Nervous? Cass supplied. He finally looked at Dean again, a small smile on his lips. Dean nodded. Yeah. Then he hastily added, But not about you. Cass's smile broadened, and this time it wasn't Dean's libido that responded, but something closer to his chest. Well, Dean, I'm good with families. Use me as you see fit. He delivered the line with a straight face and clearly missed any alternative meaning, but that didn't stop Dean's dick from twitching in his pants. Down, boy. Just be yourself. Dean moved for the door handle. 
and keep Paul from throwing me at Kristen. Cash chuckled. I think I can handle that. Inside, they were greeted by Dean's mom almost immediately after they stepped through the door. Dean, you made it. She gave him a quick peck on the cheek. And you brought a date. Her eyes turned appreciatively towards Cass as she soaked him in. Hi, Mom. Dean palmed the back of his neck. Yeah, this is Cass. Cass extended a hand. Pleased to meet you, Miss Winchester. She quirked an eyebrow. You as well. Please call me Mary. She turned back to Dean and had a feeling that he wasn't going to like the next words out of her mouth. He's a lot more polite than your last boyfriend. Dean groaned. You promised me we'd never speak of Mark again. And what, missed the opportunity to tease you about it? Mary laughed. Fat chance. They were interrupted as more guests arrived at the door. Co-workers, if Dean wasn't mistaken. Duty calls. Mary gestured into the house. Please make yourselves at home. Champagne is on the sideboard. She lowered her voice to a whisper conspiratorially. Beer is in the fridge. Before whisking off to greet the newest arrivals to the house. Dean had an awesome mom. For one, she knew what he actually wanted to drink. For another, she hadn't pressured him about Cass. Which meant they hadn't been forced to fake their way through a relationship yet. Maybe he could survive this night after all. She was nice, Cass said as they walked away. Much more friendly than my own mother. Dean hummed in response, scanning the room for Paul. His soon-to-be stepfather was by the patio door, making small talk. He didn't see Kristen at all. Unfortunately, he was so busy looking for Paul, he missed Sam coming at him. Hey, Dean. His eyes tracked over to Cass. Cass, nice to see you again. He tilted his head. Wait, why are you here? Shit, Dean was a dumbass. How could he have forgotten that Sam had met Cass? Not that he was a frequent guest at their apartment, being stupidly busy with grad school and all that, but he had definitely been there. He was floundering for words when Cass's hand slid across the small of his back, and any chance at speaking was completely lost. I'm Dean's date. Sam's eyebrows lifted in surprise, but at least he didn't look shocked or horrified. Oh, wow. When did this happen? It's new, Cass replied with ease. It was a vague answer, which Sam seemed to take in stride. That was actually a pretty smart move on Cass's part. Most people would have flubbed a real answer, because liars tend to think they needed specifics when they really needed exactly the opposite. Dean just hoped he didn't look as shocked as he felt by having Cass's hand on the small of his back. I'm pretty excited about it, though, he said, risking a glance at Cass. Two brilliant blue eyes twinkled at him as Cass's lips twitched up into a smile. They were so close they could kiss. Sam coughed into his hand and they broke apart. Just try to remember there are other people here. Sam leant forward. We don't need a repeat of the night, Mark. Whoa, okay, that's enough of that, Dean interrupted forcefully, pulling away from Cass. As Cass's hand slid away from his back, Dean reacted on instinct and took it into his own, lacing their fingers together. I need a beer. You? He pointed at Sam with his free hand. Need to stop talking about he who must not be named. Sam was opening his mouth, no doubt to protest, but Dean didn't stick around to hear it. He jerked Cass towards the kitchen and didn't look back. The kitchen was blessedly dark and empty. Dean let their hands slide apart as he opened the fridge for a beer. He offered one to Cass, who shook his head. Dean grabbed the bottle opener from the drawer next to the sink and popped the top off. He leaned against the counter as he took a good long pull. So, who is Mark? Cass asked, crossing his arms and leaning against the opposite counter. Dean nearly spilled his just-opened beer on his shirt. Cass chuckled. Sorry, I'm curious. We've been here five minutes and he's been brought up twice. Dean stared at his bottle, willing it to give him courage. He took another swig before answering. Just some asshole I dated for a not-hot five minutes. Is he why you were nervous to bring me? Dean looked up, startled. That thought had actually not occurred to him, and it would have been a good excuse if he had wanted to lie to Cass. 
which he didn't. He did that enough with how he felt. No, he said flatly. Cass tilted his head to the side, inviting him to share more but not pushing. No, Cass, you're nothing like Mark. Can we leave it at that? Sure. Before Dean could sigh in relief, Cass smirked and added on, For now. You are all trying to kill me. Now, why would I try to kill my brand new boyfriend? Cass straightened from the counter. Come on, your mom is going to notice if you sulk back here all night. We should mingle. Dean groaned, mingling. I take it back, you can ask about Mark. But Cass showed no mercy as he grabbed Dean's hand and yanked him out of the kitchen. The next hour was a parade of people Dean barely knew, distant family, friends of Mary and Paul, and people he absolutely had never met before. Luckily, Cass was good at the small talk, and he was even better at it after he had a glass of champagne in his free hand. The other hand spent most of that hour touching Dean, the small of his back, holding his hand, flirtatiously touching his arm. It was a good thing that Cass was good at the conversation, because Dean was only paying enough attention to hum at the right spots. Then Paul happened. Cass was getting another glass of champagne, and Dean was making his way back from the kitchen when Paul glanced his way and purpose filled his eyes. Dean knew he had to act fast. He crossed the space to Cass in a few strides and plucked the glass from his hand. He set it down, hopefully on the sideboard, he wasn't sure. Dean? Castiel's question was cut off as Dean took Cass's face between his hands and hammered their mouths together. Cass let out an adorable squeak. Castiel's lips were sliding open, and his hands were on Dean's hips, urging him closer. The kiss was brief but powerful, and when it ended, there were mere centimeters between them. It left Dean without any oxygen in his lungs, and Cass was staring at him with wide eyes. Confusion warred with lust in their inky depths, but Dean didn't get a chance to puzzle that out. Someone was pointedly clearing their throat. Ahem. Ah, yes, that would be Paul. Shit, guess he didn't take the hint. While it is nice to see some youthful passion, could you keep that to a minimum until you get back to the privacy of your own home? Dean and Cass sprang apart, Dean running twitchy fingers through his hair. Double shit, he brought Kristen with him. Sorry about that, he muttered to Paul. He couldn't bring himself to look at Kristen. She'd been pretty chill the few times he'd met her before, but one amused face was all he could handle at the moment. Cass recovered quicker, clearing his throat and saying in a surprisingly level voice, My apologies. You know how it is with a new relationship. He put an arm around Dean's waist and tucked him into his side. You must be Paul. He offered his unoccupied hand, first to Paul and then to Kristen. And Kristen. I'm Castiel, Dean's date. Paul smiled just this side of too politely, if such a thing were possible. Dean didn't tell us he was bringing a date. Dad, Kristen admonished, don't be rude. She turned back to Dean and Cass. It's lovely to meet you, Cass. You two make a handsome couple. Paul sighed. I wasn't being rude, I just... He snapped his mouth shut with a glare from Kristen. You do make a lovely couple. Thank you, Cass replied. His arm dropped away from Dean's back, and once again he missed the warmth of it. I hope someday we'll be as happy as you and Mary seem to be. Then Dean's hand was finding Castiel's and weaving their fingers together. He gave them a squeeze. I already am. A shiver went down his spine when he realized that Cass had actually blushed. This, this was a very dangerous game they were playing. Just friends, he reminded himself. We just need to convince Paul. Paul cleared his throat once more. Anyway, I have other guests to greet. Thank you for coming. As he departed rather hastily, Dean felt his shoulder sag about six inches. Sorry about him, Kristen said in a soft voice. He's been relentless since I broke up with Trevor. I told him to stop, but he just adores you, Dean and wants me to be happy. She took a glass of champagne from the table behind them. 
I'm glad you came with someone. I thought about asking a friend to pretend to date me. She sipped her champagne. Probably would have been shit at faking it, though, so it's a good thing you don't have to. All Dean could manage was a nod. Castiel's fingers were caressing his palm. There was no reason for that. No one could even see it. I'm sure he's a nice man. Cass offered like his thumb wasn't dancing over Dean's wrist, sliding along the soft underside. She hummed her agreement absently, her eyes dancing merrily between them as her lips slid into something sly. You know, my dad was wrong about one thing. You don't have to go home to get some privacy. She winked and waltzed away. The second she was gone, Dean yanked Cass into the kitchen, shoved him against the fridge, and braced an arm across his chest. What are you doing? he hissed. Cass blinked, his lips parting just slightly. Dean had expected him to smirk, to double down whatever ploy he was up to, so the confusion was, well, confusing. What are you talking about? Caressing my hand like that, what game are you playing? I thought, well, you were the one who kissed me out of nowhere. Yeah, because I saw Paul coming over. You... Cass cut himself off to shove Dean away. Well, it was completely unnecessary. Dean felt red blossom over his entire face. It really had been, hadn't it? I'm sorry if I misconstrued. Us coming here together was a bad idea. I think I'll go order that Uber now. He went to leave the room, but Dean's hand shot out and wrapped around Castiel's bicep. What did you misconstrue? Dean asked. His voice was weak and the words almost didn't come out. Cass glanced from Dean's hands to his face. Nothing. What did you misconstrue, Cass? Once again, Cass was pushing Dean away. He crossed his arms. I thought maybe this was more than a game after all. I had hoped, but... He shook his head. Doesn't matter. You had hoped? Cass flinched and almost seemed to curl in on himself. Oh, fuck that. Dean closed the small distance between them and crashed their lips together. He pulled back just long enough to look Cass in his wide but hopeful eyes and say, I had hoped to, before diving back in. Cass let out a sound that was nothing short of a growl, and suddenly their kiss was ten times more sinful. One hand was in his hair while the other snaked down to Dean's butt and squeezed. Dean had to fling out a hand and brace himself against the wall as Cass grinded into him, a building erection making itself known. Jesus Christ! Sam proved to be the biggest cockblocker in history. Dean's lips pulled away from Castiel's, but his body most definitely did not. He looked over at Sam, who was trying valiantly to use his hands to protect his innocent eyes. Well, that ship sailed back in high school. For fuck's sake, guys, you live together. You can do that all the frickin' time as much as you want and no one will care. Can you please try to keep Mom's house to a family-appropriate level? Castiel's hands left Dean's butt, and he probably should not be as disappointed about that as he was. Then Cass spoke, and Dean's libido decided it wasn't time to calm down after all, because, oh boy, did that man have one hell of a sex voice. What would it sound like after my cock's been down his throat? Sorry, Sam. Cass put a hand to Dean's chest and urged him back a step. You are correct, of course. He's... Cass shot Dean a warning glare and he clamped his mouth shut. There was fire in his eyes, though. Fire and promise. Sam nodded, seemingly appeased. Mom's looking for you. He nodded at Dean's hair. You might want to find a mirror first. Bitch. Jerk. Cass cocked his head. What? Never mind. He reached up and began trying to style Castiel's hair back in place. There's no mirror in here and I don't think we can make it to the bathroom. I'll do you. You do me. Cass leered. Most definitely. Any way you want it. Ugh. Sam looked like he was going to throw up. Whatever, just not here. They cleaned up as best they could, 
though the way his mom looked at them made Dean suspect they didn't do as good of a job as they should have. She didn't say anything, though, and they talked about work and the house, and eventually the wedding. There wasn't a specific reason she'd set Sam looking for Dean and Cass. She just wanted to chat with them. It was perhaps the only time in his life Dean had resented his mother. Just a tiny, tiny bit. And if Dean thought the first half of the night had been brutal, the rest of it was even worse. Now they weren't pretending to be a couple, so much as trying to hide the fact that they had been pretending to be a couple. Now we're on the verge of consummating the new relationship right behind his mom's grand piano. At least Dean was. Cass couldn't keep his hands to himself, and every chance he got he was sliding a palm over Dean's ass or rubbing fingers into Dean's wrists. If they had a pause in the conversation where he could get away with it, he'd lean in and whisper filthy promises in Dean's ear, his lips skimming the tender skin before pulling away. Dean's entire body was on fire with need, and he was seriously contemplating taking Cass upstairs and throwing him on the guest bed and fucking him senseless. Only he didn't have lube or a condom, and something told him that if he tried anyway, maybe exchange blowjobs instead, Sam would find a way to walk in on it. So it was a great relief when his mom pressed a hand into his shoulder and whispered, The night's winding down. Why don't you and Cass head out? She even gave him a wink as she passed by. What did she say? Cass asked, squeezing his ass. She told me to get out of here and fuck you. He laughed as Cass's eyes went impossibly wide. She didn't use those words. Good. That's good. He took Dean's hand and tugged him towards the exit. And that sounds like a fantastic plan. Dean managed to wave to Sam's questioning eyes before they were out the door, in the car, and zooming down I-70 as fast as he thought he could get away with. And once beyond what he could get away with, when Cass's hand began fondling his dick through his slacks. You really do look incredible in these pants. Castiel's fingers rubbed across his length with a pressure that sent heat radiating through Dean's body. Fuck, if you don't stop that, I'm going to pull this car right over and take you in the back seat. The grin that Castiel sported was hungry and feral, and Dean shivered. I was joking, Cass. We're not fucking in the middle of the highway. Cass pulled his hand back sharply and crossed his arms. Fine. We're five minutes out. Too far. Pull over. Dean glanced sideways. You are so much more kinky than I thought you were. Cass huffed. Well, you're much more gay than I thought you were. Bye. I know, but Jesus, Dean, do you have any idea what you did to me when you mentioned swallowing your ex's cock? I've been picturing you on your knees ever since. I told you that before we even went into the party. I know. Castiel's hand was back, squeezing his thigh. Dean sped up just a little more. The five minutes that made the rest of the drive were the longest of Dean's life, but eventually he was parking at their building. They raced inside and Dean reached for the elevator button, but Cass pulled him past it. Stairs will be faster. That was true. Since they were on the third floor out of twenty, it often did take longer to be lazy than to climb the stairs. He normally did take the stairs, actually, but he'd been hoping to make out in the elevator on the way up. Then they were in the narrow stairwell and Castiel's perfect ass was right there and Dean decided it was almost as good. Cass flung the door to their hallway open with a bang, closed the twenty feet to their apartment, pulled Dean inside and slammed their door shut. Dean didn't let him move another inch, however, blocking him into the door, hands pressed on both sides of his head. Tell me that kiss in my mom's living room was just the start. Castiel's hand snaked around his waist, pulling him closer. It was a rather impressive feat considering how close they already were. Dean was never more aware of how blue Cass's eyes were than in that moment. It was nothing compared to what I have in mind. Dean hummed, letting his nose dip down to caress Castiel's. And what's that? You. Me. His hand slid to Dean's front and grasped his cock through his slacks. A lot of this. He pressed his hips forward, moving his hand to Dean's hip so his own length could press into Dean's. And this. Enough of the fucking teasing. 
He crashed their mouths together, licking past Castiel's lips without a pause. Cass groaned in response, thrusting forward and grinding into Dean with one long, fluid motion. When they came up for air, the only thing Dean could say was, My room or yours? Mine. He guided Dean towards his bedroom door, his fingers moving over Dean's buttons as they stumbled. It's closer, and I have better lube. That startled a laugh out of Dean. How could you possibly know that? It's imported. You're going to have to explain that one at some point. And you are going to have to explain Mark. But we have more important things to do right now. He reached past Dean to open his door and push them inside. Dean's shirt fell away as his lips were sealed with Castiel's. He fumbled with Cass's blue vest, distracted by the twist of Cass's tongue in his mouth. He eventually got it unbuttoned but paused before removing it. He broke the kiss. Wait, he said breathlessly. What? Castiel's voice was deep and rough like sandpaper again. Could it go deeper? You look amazing in this. Dean's fingers danced to Castiel's fly and began undoing it. I want to leave it on you a little bit longer. He began to lower to his knees as he reached inside. While I do this. He pulled Castiel's cock out of his open fly, waited until Cass's eyes were locked with his, and slid the head onto his extended tongue. Cass moaned like a porn star, his hands going straight to Dean's hair. Shit, Dean, he murmured. You look even more sinful than I'd imagined. Dean winked, wrapped his lips around the head, and sucked Cass into his mouth. It had, unfortunately, been a little while since he had done this, so he couldn't swallow Cass straight to the root in one go like he used to do for guys. He bobbed a few times, holding Cass by the base while he built up a pace. He sucked Cass deeper on every thrust, and he could feel Cass shaking with the effort to let Dean control the tempo. It wouldn't be long before he could let Cass take over, but Cass was bigger than he'd thought and he had to be sure he could handle. That. Castiel's cock slid into the back of his throat with ease, and Dean knew he could take the rest without a problem. He pulled off all the way, Cass groaning at the loss. There's a reason my ex's cock was down my throat. He gave Castiel's cock a few pumps at the base as he spoke. I have almost no gag reflex, and I love sucking cock. He watched a haze of lust roll through Castiel's eyes. You can fuck my throat, Cass. I'll take every inch. Before Cass could respond, Dean took his cock back into his mouth and slid all the way down. Holy mother... Castiel's fingers tightened on his head, and Dean's hands wrapped around the back of Cass's thighs, urging him to thrust forward. And just in case he didn't have Cass losing his mind yet, he looked up through fluttered eyelashes and met Castiel's lust-blown gaze. You're incredible. Cass pulled back. Dean sucked in a new breath of air and Cass rocked back in, his cock pushing into the constriction of Dean's throat. You feel incredible. He did it again. Why haven't we been doing this for months? He thrust a few more times before pausing, letting the weight of his cock rest on Dean's tongue. But if we keep doing this, I won't get to fuck you tonight. Dean slid the rest of the way off Castiel's cock, licking the tip when a drop of pre-cum threatened to fall. It tasted like man, and damn, did Dean want more. When he spoke, his voice came out as sex-fucked, sounding as Castiel's own. What makes you think I'm a bottom? Cass quirked an eyebrow, pointedly looking down at him. Right. Tops can do this too, you know. Oh, I am very aware. Castiel's thumb glanced over Dean's cheekbones in a way that was both commanding and gentle. Dean shuddered. If you'd rather fuck me, I can be amenable to that. As long as one of us is pounding into the other, I'll be happy. But you'd rather be pounding into me? Cass nodded. But it's up to you, Dean. It really was hard to think with Cass's cock bobbing in front of his face. Almost absentmindedly, his tongue darted out and licked at the head again, earning him a hiss. Somehow that solidified it. Fuck me. Cass blinked. You sure? 
Hell yes, I'm sure. It was what he'd pictured every time he wasn't supposed to be picturing his roommate that way. Guess that boat has sailed. Dean moved to stand and needed Cass's assistance to do so. But it's been a while, so be gentle with me. One side of Castiel's lips quirked up into a leer. I don't know if I can promise you that. He backed Dean into the bed, pushing him onto it. Dean landed with a bounce. You may be sore for days. Dean groaned. Yeah. He reached for his fly. Yeah, okay. Castiel's hands batted Dean's away, and moments later he was shucking everything from Dean's body. Then he towed off his own shoes as he rid himself of the vest Dean had unbuttoned. Within seconds, he was naked. Dean palmed his cock as he took in the sight. Flat, defined stomach, sharp hip bones, and biceps strong enough to kill. Where have you been hiding that body? Dean said, not really asking. Cass climbed onto the bed, hovering over Dean. He pressed their lips together for a hot moment before pulling away. Same place you were hiding your queerness. He dived back in, this time moving for Dean's neck. He sucked a kiss into the skin, causing Dean to gasp. Ah, oh. Dean began, breaking off with a groan when Cass found another tender spot. I wasn't hiding it. Why do you keep bringing that up anyway? Because if I'd known you were into men, I would have hit on you the day we met. Dean hooked his foot around Cass's ankle and with a tug and a touch of athletics and grace, he flipped them. He bent down and sucked a nipple into his mouth, delighting in the gasp it earned him. Yeah, well, Dean started moving on to the other nipple before continuing. Same. You never talk about dates or an ex. Never showed any interest in me. How was I supposed to know? Cass's fingers were digging into his biceps, and Dean could hear him struggling to find words as Dean sucked marks into his hip bones. I... He let out another shaking breath. I thought it would make you uncomfortable. Hmm. Jealous, maybe, but not uncomfortable. Dean reached Cass's dick, and he couldn't help himself. He licked the tip, tasting man once again, and sucked it into his mouth. Castiel's back bowed sharply off the bed, a high-pitched whine breaking through. Stop that, he pushed at Dean's shoulder. I don't want to come yet. Dean hummed around his dick, eliciting another whine. Dean? Dean pulled off with a pop. Yeah, I heard you. New plan. Come now, fuck me later. Cass gasped, his pupils blown impossibly wider. When Dean looked back at his dick, a drop of pre-cum pushed through the slit. I'm going to take that as a yes. He didn't wait for confirmation before diving back in, but Cass provided it anyway, his voice all broken and shaky. Yes, God, yes. Dean took Castiel as deep as he possibly could in one smooth glide, wiry hairs tickling at his nose. He swallowed, his throat squeezing along the rigid length, before pulling up and slamming back down, repeatedly. Cass eventually caught up with the program and was thrusting up to meet Dean's mouth, a hand threading tightly into his hair. Shit, it was the hottest blowjob Dean had ever given. Watching Cass's flat stomach twitch with need, his balls pulling up tight, curses and moans falling from his lips, and when he gave Dean's hair the warning tug that meant an orgasm was imminent, Dean was about ready to follow him over the edge. Cass gasped as he came, and when Dean tasted the first spurt, he took Cass into his throat and swallowed around the head. He had done that move before, so he was prepared for Cass's thrash of overwhelming pleasure and the clench of his fingers in his hair. When he pulled off, he was greeted with the sight of a totally fucked-out, blue-eyed, dark-haired sex god. Dean smirked. Good. Cass's hand flapped around in the air like he was going to smack Dean's arm, but couldn't summon enough strength to raise it that far. You know it was incredible. Dean hummed in agreement and rolled his erection into Cass's knee. I do. Cass's eyes popped open. Come up here, Dean. I'll... Finish me off? Dean shook his head. No way, I'm coming on your dick. 
You're going to have to wait for me to recover before we can get to that. You might as well. Dean put his fingers over Cass's mouth, moving up to replace his fingers with his lips. I want to come on your dick. He shifted to Castiel's neck, sucking a mark into the skin just below his ear. Only your dick. Cass took in a deep breath, then it clicked. Hands free. You can do that. Dean nodded into Cass's neck as fingertips trailed gently down his back. Rarely, but yeah. If I've been on edge for a while, and the top can last long enough. Is that what that blowjob was about? Cass asked. Dean didn't answer, continuing to pepper kisses along Cass's jaw and neck. Fuck, Dean, that is so fucking hot. What else are you into? Spanking? Handcuffs? Dean hummed, looking at the shell of Cass's ear. Blindfolds? Breath play? He took the lobe between his lips and sucked it. Plugs? Would you wear a plug for me? God, had Cass always been this kinky? He had no idea. He rubbed his cock into Castiel's pelvis in answer. Yes, he would. He would do all of it with Cass. Anything, Dean said, pulling back to look at Cass and his gorgeous eyes. I'm not sure I have any limits when it comes to you, but I'd be happy to have as much sex as we need to figure it out. Castiel's hand threaded through the short hairs at the back of his neck and pulled him in for a kiss. It was slow and unhurried, but deep and probing, and Dean found himself grinding down into Cass's body as they made out. Soon, he felt an answering erection begin to grind back into him. He felt Cass's foot move, a hand grip his shoulder, and then he was on his back, looking up into Cass's smirking face. I know that move, too, Cass explained. He sucked a hickey into Dean's hip before dipping lower and taking Dean's length into his mouth. Dean bucked and Cass pulled off almost as fast as he had gone down. Mm, later. I'm going to hold you to that. Then Cass was moving to his nightstand and pulling out a purple bottle. He popped it open and poured some of its contents onto his fingers. He repositioned himself between Dean's legs, and Dean felt fingertips dance around his rim spreading slippery wetness. The first finger slid in easily, a glide that Dean enjoyed more than he'd cared to admit. A second finger was added soon after, and Cass hummed as he scissored the two. I thought you'd be tighter. You said it'd been a while. Dean felt heat blossom all over his face. He was surely redder than a cherry. Um. Cass simply quirked an eyebrow at him, waiting for him to continue. It has been a while for sex. My own fingers, on the other hand, have been trying to pretend to be you. Cass chuckled. Well, I would hope it would be the other hand. The joke startled a laugh out of Dean. Cass's free hand reached for Dean's right and brought the palm to his lips. Let me guess. This one handles your cock. He kissed the palm before letting it drop and picking up Dean's left hand. Well, this one. He sucked two fingers into his mouth before pulling off with a pop. Does this. The two fingers in Dean's ass suddenly curled and pressed into his prostate, sending pleasure zipping through his body. Fuck. Dean's fingers gripped the bedspread. N no. He shook his hand. Can't reach that on my own. Good thing I'm here then. Cass was relentless. The two fingers quickly became three, and he seemed to have a magnetic pull to his prostate. The pressure was consistent, and Dean watched his pre-cum dribbled from his cock almost consistently. Yes, Dean croaked. Please. Please what, Dean? Luckily, he was beyond embarrassment, shame, or propriety now. I want to come on your cock, not your fingers. Still think you can? Jesus, Cass, I'm almost there now. Touch my dick and I'll pop. A thoughtful look passed over Castiel's eyes and Dean pulled his thighs shut. That wasn't an invitation. You know what I want. 
There was a press of lips to the back of Dean's thigh, and then fingers. He had no idea how many at this point were pulling out of him. Cass reached back into the nightstand and pulled out a condom. He used his teeth to rip it open and slid it on, adding a little more lube with a few strokes. Dean held his legs open as Cass climbed back into position. Pressure was back at his hole and he tensed. Really, Dean? Cass said, amused, shy all of a sudden. Sorry. He could feel the blush returned. Reflex. I told you, it's been a while since I was fucked. I can assure you that your body is more than ready for this. You were about ready to come on my fingers, as I recall. Cass pecked a kiss to Dean's right hand, still holding his legs apart. But if we need to stop... No! Dean shouted. No, no, just start slow. Cass leaned between Dean's legs, the pressure at his whole easing as Cass moved forward. He pressed their lips together, sweet and almost chaste. I would never hurt you, Dean. The look on Castiel's face was so sincere that Dean felt a lump form in his throat. He surged up and sealed their lips together one more time. He pulled back and stared at Cass in awe. I can't believe this is happening. Well, Cass smirked. Almost happening. Dean barked in laughter. He wiggled his ass. Are you going to fuck me or not, Cass? Oh, yes, Cass said, sitting back. The pressure was back at Dean's hole as Castiel lined himself up. I'm going to make you see stars. Cass pressed in slowly, and Dean could feel when the full head of Cass's cock had breached him. It really had been a while, and Cass felt huge. Cass groaned. How can you still be this tight? Dean blushed. Sorry. God, don't ever be sorry for that. Are you okay? Dean nodded, then realized he should probably communicate better than that. Yeah, you're just bigger than a few fingers. He was bigger than anyone Dean had ever been with, actually, and it was going to be mind-blowing. It's good. He gave his hips an experimental wiggle and was relieved to find there wasn't any pain. Come on, Cass. If you don't move, you aren't really fucking me now, are you? Cass didn't look fully convinced, but he gave a small press forward anyway and slid a little deeper. He worked himself inside of Dean in tiny little thrusts, loosening Dean up as he went and giving him time to adjust. By the time he bottomed out, Dean was getting impatient and thrusting back. So good, Cass groaned, pulling back further and thrusting in deeper. So hot, Dean, you're incredible. Dean was shaking and finally let go of his knees, wrapping his legs around Cass's waist. You should look in the mirror when you say that. You're like a sex god. Castiel was pressing into Dean with long, deep thrusts that were sparking over his prostate with the perfect amount of tease. It wasn't taking long for his body to remember how good he had been feeling just a few moments ago. Look at me, Cass. You've got me dribbling on myself. I know. Gonna make you come on yourself, too. Dean groaned. I didn't know I liked dirty talk this much. Really? Cass leaned over, his thrust going shallow with the shifted angle. Breath tickled Dean's ear as Cass whispered. I'm gonna grab your ass and hold you up off the bed and fuck you so hard into the mattress that you're gonna scream and come and paint yourself in your own release. Dean swallowed hard, his mouth going dry with want. This lube that I have imported, it makes your prostate more sensitive. If you enjoyed bottoming before, just wait. Cass licked the shell of Dean's ear before pulling back. Then he did just as promised. His hands went under Dean's butt cheeks and lifted, so that Cass wasn't bending over at all anymore. He wrapped his arms under Dean's thighs for leverage and pulled Dean into him. Satisfied with the angle, Cass pulled while thrusting and rapidly built a brutal pace that went straight into Dean's prostate. He cried out at the sensations, throwing an arm back and gripping the headboard to steady himself. His other hand wrapped around Cass's wrist and squeezed. He was tempted to touch himself. He was so aroused that he couldn't think straight and all it would take was a few pumps and he'd be gone. But he also knew that if he waited, 
if he came from nothing but Cass pounding into him. It would be so incredible that nothing else would ever compare. And luckily, some part of his brain still knew that, and kept his hand glued to Cass's wrist. Barely. His cock bobbed in the air, slapping against his stomach, sending the occasional droplets of precum flying. Cassiel's eyes tracked all of it with greed. There was no doubt they'd be doing this again, and soon. Often. In Cass's bed, his bed, the couch on the dining room table. In his car, the back seat, the bathroom at the bar. Cass could plug him up before dinner and... Oh, fuck. Dean muttered, his grip on Cass tightening. He was almost there, so fucking close. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Close. Ugh. Come for me, Dean. Come on my cock. I know how good you must feel, that glide over your prostate. So sensitive right now, so eager to burst. Cass's voice was deep and gravelly, like the vocal personification of sex. Dean whined. What do you need, baby? Harder. Dean could barely speak. Just a bit, a little, but... Just... What did he need? Cash shifted angles so that he was practically thrusting up, straight into the bundle of nerves that had Dean drooling. His hips snapped into Dean with an intensity that had stars blinking into Dean's vision, and suddenly the dam broke and he was coming. Thick ropes of cum spurred out of him so hard that some shot past his head. He could feel it hit the pillow, his chest. Even a few drops hit his face. He didn't fucking care. The last pulse of his orgasm hadn't even stopped when Cass stuttered above him, froze, and moaned low in his throat. Cass's cock pulsed in Dean's body, filling the condom. Castiel let Dean's pelvis back down to the bed gently, but didn't move any further for a long moment, panting into Dean's knee. Finally, he gave it a kiss. Then he pressed his lips to Dean's thigh, and then higher, as he worked his way up Dean's body until he reached Dean's hip bones, where he licked with long stripes. It took Dean a moment to realize he was cleaning up Dean's cum. Shit, Cass. Cass hummed in response and continued the assault with his tongue and lips. Dean's nerves were still alight, and the glide and pressure and attention were almost too much to handle. Finally, Cass was at his face, kissing his cheeks and getting the last drops of cum off his skin. When he pressed his lips into Dean's, his own flavor was still present on Castiel's tongue, but then he certainly still tasted like Cass. That was actually all kinds of hot. We're still going to have to get up, Cass said as he finally laid down next to Dean, the condom tied off and tossed across the room, and one arm flung over Dean's chest. You shot all over the pillowcase, too. Sorry, Dean mumbled, the blush making it come back. You're going to have to stop apologizing for things that are hotter than sin. Strangely, that comment only made Dean blush more. Cass pressed a kiss into his shoulder. You were amazing. I can't wait to have you return the favor. Seriously? Dean turned to Cass so he could look him in the eye. They were open in surprise. Yes, I told you I could receive. Yeah, but after what we just did, I thought you were just being, I don't know, polite or something. The corner of Castiel's lips tilted up. When it comes to you, you can assume that any offer related to sex is not just me being polite. Dean chuckled. <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. He stroked his hand down Castiel's back, enjoying the way Cass seemed to meld into him. You know, this is going to get really awkward if things go south between us. You're not supposed to date your damn roommate. Who said anything about dating? Cass asked. He was joking, and Dean knew that, but he tensed anyway. I'm kidding, Dean. His thumb caressed absently at Dean's peck. You. You mean a lot to me. You're more than worth the risk. Unless you don't want to. He started to pull away, but Dean wrapped an arm around him and held him close. I never said that, Cass. I've wanted you since we met. Good. Glad we're on the same page now. Cass rolled on top of Dean and settled between his legs. How soon can we go for round three? We have some time to make up for. 
Dean chuckled. We need to change the sheets first, Cass. Maybe take a shower. Cass pouted, and it was adorable. But I'll let you show me what you can do with your mouth while we're in there. Cass grinned, and then it fell away, replaced by a much too serious look. I would love to, but I do need to know something before I can agree to that. Dean blinked. Okay, shoot. Who the heck was Mark, and why does his name make your freckles blush? Dean groaned and covered his face with his hands. You're evil. Tell me. No. Dean met Castiel's stare of steel between his fingers and held it. Too late, he realized it was a distraction. Cass's fingers abruptly dug into his ribs and tickled. Dean shrieked and twisted away, only Cass was quick and moved with him. Stop it! His voice absolutely did not sound like that of a high-pitched child. You know how to make it stop, Cass teased. Oh! Tell me. Okay, okay, fine. He took a deep breath, his hands locked around Castiel's wrists, holding them back from his ribcage. I'll tell you in the shower. It involves too much tequila, a bad bet, and a cock I thought would be bigger. Cass laughed, his grin splitting his face with joy. That, that was the face Dean wanted to see every day for the rest of his life. Or at least as long as Cass would let him. He leaned up and kissed it. Lead the way, Cass. The end. Thank you so much for listening. Play me a song that you like You can bet I'll know every line I'm a boy that your boy Hope that you would avoid Don't waste your eyes on jealous guys Fuck that noise I know better Than to call you mine You need to pick me up I'll be there in 25 I like to push my luck So take my hand, let's take a drive I've been living in the future Hoping I might see you sooner I want you riding shotgun I knew when I got one right Let's fall in love for the night and forget in the morning Play me a song that you like, you can bet I'll know every line I'm the boy that your boy hoped that you would avoid Don't waste your eyes on jealous guys, fuck that noise I know better than to call you I love it when you talk that nerdy shit We're in our 20s talking 30s shit We're making money but we're saving it Cause talking shit is cheap and we talk a lot of it You won't stay with me, I know But you can have your way with me until you go And before you Let's fall in love for the night and forget in the morning Play me a song that you like, you can bet I'll know every line Cause I'm the boy that your boy hoped that you would avoid don't waste your eyes on jealous guys Fuck that noise I know better Dean palmed his cock <laughs> Dean palmed his cock <laughs> It's the palmed before the cock that's making me want to say cock Thank you so much for your support. I can be contacted on Twitter, Tumblr, or at makingitupaswegopod at gmail.com. 
If you are able, please go to the author's AO3 story and give comments and kudos to them for sharing this with us. The link is in the show notes. This will also be posted on AO3 as a podfic under my username, and the link will be in the show notes as well. As always, thank you so much for listening.